Well, appreciate y'all coming out. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Dusty and, and Brittany, right? Yeah. Correct. Awesome. Well, how did y'all, uh, we're talking, so what is the house? Mike's told me a little bit about it and it intrigued me. So it's a performance training facility for athletes of all ages. So as little as six years old, all the way up to guys and girls getting ready to go into college. So it's a pretty neat environment. So they come and like stay at, at this place for the summer or what? <clears throat> we don't have housing, but okay. that's kind of on like our list. Like as it grows and develops, we'd love to have um, somewhere where guys can come and kind of hide and train and get ready for the season. Um, so we don't have any um, housing on site, but the reason it's called the house is I actually had a dream and that's how the name <laughs> became a thing. Um, we want it to be where these kids come and they feel like they're at home. It's a family. Um, a lot of kids, you know, home is kind of turmoil. So this would be a place where they can be themselves. They can focus on their goals and just be a family and work together. So that was kind of the idea. Like what was the, what, what spawned the idea? That's a real interesting, it's almost like, it kind of reminds me of like the YMCA, but a little more right. like a little tight knit, more yeah. tight knit community though. Specialized. Yeah. So the backstory to it is uh, I was heavily involved with the football program there in Sweeney and uh, Coach Odom, he came to us, I don't know, in the off season. He said, hey, I got a guy that wants to come down here and potentially coach for the school, and he's a big-time Aggie. And so with my involvement with A&M, I said, man, bring him on. Didn't know the guy at all. I had no idea who he was. And we have an apartment behind our house, and uh, it's kind of like a pool house we converted. He said, uh, can he stay there three days, kind of check out the school, the town? Like, sure. It was, it was in the wintertime. It was about like this. He showed up, and it was Javorski Lane. Javorski Lane, you know, all-time leading touchdown yep. scorer for A&M. I was like, holy crap, what's up, man? How are you? Act like I didn't know the guy, right? But I knew the guy. All right. You were, like, tearing up. Like, oh, yeah, I was like, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> well, I didn't know the guy. I had no clue. Anyway, we just hit it off, and he really didn't want to coach for the school at the time. Just kind of the way things are evolving with the school and high school football there. He's like, man, I don't want to tie my name to this. He said, but there's a calling here for me to do more. He said, there's nowhere for kids to train here south of 59 to even be recruited to be seen by bigger colleges. They don't waste their time coming down here south of 59 at all. No mm-hmm. no recruiters. So me and him, we put our head together. Brittany's like, man, there's a piece of property on the outside of the town. What do you think we buy it? And I was like, well, shoot. I was like, here goes another idea. (laughs) So anyway, we ended up making an offer on the land. We buy it. It's got a shop and apartment on it already. And then we just start brainstorming with Javorski, and he hasn't left since. He's been training kids there at the high school, training people, you know, just random. But now we have a home for it, and that's really how it all got kicked off. Yeah, I was going to ask you, it's very, there's nothing down here as far as getting kids and like seen. So right. I, that was my next, I guess my question is why did you choose this, this location? But yeah, there's just nowhere to do it. And yeah. over the last five months, we really, he's done a good job of communicating with other schools as far as when we go play them. Like he goes to all the games that we play from basketball to football. He, he travels with our school a lot. So he'll go and he'll see a kid that's really good and he sees the potential in him and he, he we're open with him. Hey, have you talked to any schools? And they're like, We don't even know how to do that. So that really started the whole movement. We've taken four to five kids to go see colleges that they never could afford to do wow. on you know what we provide to it. So just I don't know, two weeks ago we took a kid to go see the old Miss A and M game. He's a eighth grader. Six three, he weighs two fifty. Wears a fourteen shoe. He's never <laughs> even left his town. He lives in. So that's kind of been the movement behind what we're doing with this gym. Okay, so you're starting them when they're they're young too. Yeah, I was thinking it was high school kids, but it sounds like you're getting them in middle so, school. All ages. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I used to think too. Was that seniors and juniors are the only ones that are being looked at? Well, that's not the case. This thing starts in junior high, really. The recruiting process is so big now that if you're not in front of these guys, in front of the seven-on-seven teams that travel all over the world or Texas, I mean, you're really behind the eight ball. You have kids coming out of college now 
going into college that graduate in December. So that gives them a whole six months in a college program, say at A&M or UT, before another kid graduates in May. So that's how fast everything sped up in the recruiting world. It's kind of turning into like hockey in Canada. It's like right. you got to get in, you got to have your kids right in the right time frame yeah. to, to get them training as early as possible. Uh, how established are you not, are you now with the house? Uh, are you, like what person? Like where where are you at on it? So we had several weather delays. So we have an indoor facility, and then we also have a fifty yard football field outside. And as soon as we dug the hole, it rained for like a month and a half. Of course. So we got real far behind on the project, and actually the fencing is being finished um, this week and beginning of next week. And um, I actually, on the way here, was on the phone with the equipment guy and getting that install ready. And so within the next couple of weeks, we're going to be fully functional with all our equipment. Our football field will be done. Um, our fencing and everything will be done. And we'll, our doors will be open. So That's exciting. So yeah. how are y'all getting the experts to come and, and help coach? Like, are y'all all doing the coaching and strength training and the conditioning, all that stuff? Or who? Who's helping? So, so it's been Javorski running the. Okay. He's basically our head coach. I don't know if he's qualified for that. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> he knows a few people. <laughs> but Sweeney is loaded with so much talent as far as coaching staff. It, it'd blow your mind. I mean, if you follow any football, it blew my mind. Because me me and my wife, we, we, were, we were the parents that just, we went to work. We took our kids to school. We'd come home and we took them to practice. We weren't really involved until we took over the booster club down there of what talent we had down there that's just not being used. Mm. So, I mean, you have a guy down there by the name of MJ White. He played for the Panthers. He lives in Sweeney. We have another guy down there, Tracy Simeon. He coaches in Bamblech but lives in Sweeney. He played in the Super Bowl. So you have all, And now you have Javorski Lane there. Her brother, Tank Carter, is probably one of the best linebackers to come out of TCU ever. Do you know uh do you know Ryan Casano? Yes. That's my best friend. Well, hold on, wait. <laughs> okay, wait. Mike, Be careful here. <laughs> Mike, I remember him. Mike is my best friend. Okay. But Ryan's also a really Ryan, good it's friend. Gonna get back to Ryan. It's gonna get back to Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> if Ryan was here, friends. it would be a little different. <laughs> it would be so. tough. What oh, a that's, small world. That's a crazy small yeah, world. Yeah, that's small. I didn't know that. Yep. So cool so connection. We, we have all these really good athletes there that played in the professional sport environment from and we even have a baseball guy too uh, zach shannon he played for the diamondbacks he's going to be helping with our baseball program but it really got put all together by javorski i mean he knew all these people and then him just being in town all the people gravitated to him like man what are you doing here so all these coaches that wanted to do it but didn't know how to do it i'd say now they have a an outlet to help so we're going to pull all those guys together, start helping these kids get to where they can go. Mm. And I mean, our expertise really is like we've built businesses yeah. and we know how to run offices and we know how to manage that part of it. I mean, my brother was an athlete. I was an athlete. He rodeoed, which mm -hmm. still is an athletic event. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's we really focused on like we know what we're good at and we know what you're good at. Like you're the head coach. You know how to handle the athletes. You know how to train them. You've done it. That's your part. And so, you know, we, we've learned so much from him over the last, I don't know, six months. Um, but we really, like, try to stay where, like, our expertise is. Like, everybody have their role and be strong in their roles. So we're not doing any coaching. No. Um, he's going to be doing all the coaching. He'll be over all the other coaches that coach in – different seven on seven teams or you know whoever's there he's in charge of that but we just do the paperwork you know the money well, getting, the keeping it running getting you know. the right people involved that's a, big, yeah. that's a big part of it yeah huge yeah i have a real uh if you build it they will come story uh do you see like coaches from all of the local schools going there like do you think they're going to send their people over there or you think they're going to y'all are going to collaborate with them where they come and help coach within the facility in the off season so for uil rules you cannot coach your kid that goes to your school in off season. Mm -hmm. So it it's going to really be a collective group of coaches, right? So say if Javorski took a coaching job with Sweeney, he cannot train any Sweeney kids in the off season because UIL says you only have two hours a day with them in the summer, two to three hours a day, something like that. 
but they cannot be taught by you outside of those hours. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a how does seven on seven work then? Because seven on seven's on the on the off season, right? Yeah, so it's coached by outside people. So if you'll see your high school coaches, they're the actual head football coach. Yeah. It doesn't coach seven on seven. He either brings in a dad or someone else that's like under his. What a dumb rule, right? It's what is the, do you know what the rule's for? Man, I, I like don't. The, is there a conflict of interest It's type supposed thing? to where like you don't overwork your athletes. Pretty so much. We have the same role. Our daughters do competitive cheer, and they have the same role. They can only practice so many hours in a week, and mm-hmm. so the kids are all evenly matched as far as how much practice they're getting and to not overwork your athletes, I think is the goal with that. But that's kind of where, like, I'll come in as far as scheduling. When this, you know, gets 100% capacity and fully running, we will organize the classes to where the coach isn't in conflict with his right. with the kids. So yeah. there will be some logistics behind it to make sure that that part's handled. So Definitely y'all's administrative expertise there working at play. I was um, so I imagine you're gonna have more people than seven seven on seven. I think you're gonna have a, like a, enough for like several teams. So right. how would that work? Would you would you get other like dads or coaches to coach like multiple teams out the facility for yes. seven on seven? Yeah, Javorski's already got several um, friends he played with uh, coaches that are you know just ready and waiting. So hopefully, if we don't have any of their weather delays and anything, we'll be having our seven on seven tryouts um, around Christmas break. So, wow. how many people? How many kids do you think you can um, accept into the facility? Like, are you limited? Or do you, I don't. I can't. I can't see how big this place is. But do y'all have a number? So. I don't know if we've ever done like a full capacity number. Our soft opening number was yeah. 15 per age group and she's got the age groups broke down, yeah. but it was basically, we're going to be able to have about 50 kids on site at one time. So that's really where our numbers go. And then when we get full tilt on running operation, we'll have three to four hours every day that you could have 50 kids in there. So up to 200 kids at a, any given day there that come through wow. the door. On, you know, kind of what Mike was saying earlier, kids are getting involved in sports much earlier. And it's almost, if they're not involved in the T-ball age or, you know, that age, then damn when they get in high school because they're so far behind. Right. It, is there any concern with overworking them, like kids getting to high school, being involved in UIL sports or, you know, youth events all through their younger years and then being burnt out by the time they get to high school? Yeah, I think burnouts with everything you do. I mean, no. And Javorski has some really great ideas to balance that. So we'll do camps and clinics and stuff like that. But there's there's a nonprofit side of the house, which is the Lane of Hope, and that's going to be where it provides educational support and things like that for the kids too. So. There's a path for this that's bigger than just training kids. It's also developing them as human beings, guiding them um, through junior high and high school, keeping their grades on track, showing them what it takes to go to the next level, also showing them what it takes just to be a good human being. Um, So we're really excited about the Lane of Hope side too. So there's more to it than the training. What is that? And what does that actually look like? Is that like, um, are you getting that those skills out on the field, or are you going to have like an office setting where they come in and do a little education? Where does how does that come through? It'll be both. I mean, there will be you know teaching moments that can happen within a training time frame, but then we will also have like time blocks where kids come in and they do SAT prep and you know stuff like that. We'll have volunteer teachers that come in and work with the kids and prepare them, you know, with their education, you know, tutoring. A big part of everything, too, is grades. Like, these kids are going to be bringing the report cards in, and, you know, Javorski will be able to tell them, okay, you know, like, you're doing great the athlete side, but if you don't have the grades, and you can't do anything. And so mm-hmm. it'll really teach the kids how to balance that because Javorski's talked about it, my brother's talked about it before, too. It's like when you go to play ball, you just go to play ball, but you don't realize everything else that comes into it. And if you're not on top of that part, then you can't play ball. So the kids don't know what to expect. And we have a lot of talent in our area, like way more than people would even realize. And so, and that was a big thing for me is when we kind of brainstormed this and it kind of developed, it's like kids in Brazoria County or even in any small area, you just come here and you stay here and you like work where your dad, your dad worked and you never see that the world is so much bigger. Mm. And that's kind of what I'm passionate about with this is, 
allowing these kids to see that the world's bigger than Brazoria County, the world's bigger than Texas, the world's there's so much for you and so much to see and so much growth that can happen and you not just born here, live here and stay here kind of thing. Work so. at the plants just like yes. your parents do. Yes. Yeah, that's really yeah. special. That's yeah. to me that that's exciting. Like yeah. really showing the kids the the other side. Mike and I were just, you know, talking about about stuff like that. Like parents that only see like the athletic side of things and not like the soft skills that yep. uh, you may not be getting at home. Cause I imagine some of these kids are in underprivileged situations. So uh, do y'all provide any way or a means for the underprivileged folks that who maybe can afford to. That'll be where join? Lena Hope comes in. Okay. So there'll be scholarship programs um, and Lena Hope will sponsor a certain amount of kids. We don't have that number set yet. We just kind of have to see how it develops. We've had a lot of interest with Lena Hope. Um, Especially with Javorski being an Aggie, the Aggie network is strong. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a cult, man. Yeah. It yeah. Is. <laughs> so we have a lot of people that are just waiting for Lena Hope to be finalized, which we got paperwork this week. So mm. we are within weeks of that being done. Um, and then we'll be able to start taking donations to where then we can start those scholarships and sponsor kids and um, like the recruiting trips for kids to go see colleges. That's Lena Hope will be the side that covers expenses for the kids to be able to go who aren't able to pay for, you know, their transportation, their food or how to get there and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Do you see this thing getting so big that you have to almost qualify to get in because you're just at capacity all the time? Yeah. Especially if people are coming from Houston and even at a, I mean, could they, is that even a time frame when you go out of state? You're going to need like two locations, I see, or multiple locations. When we got the location, we were like, you know, this is cool. This is going to be perfect. And then as it's kind of developed and, you know, we got our Facebook going and everything where people can kind of see what's going on and see our development as we're going. And everybody's like, well, put me on the list, put me on the list. And so we have this like running list of people that when we do our first camp or when we do a soft opening, we were just going to do you know, we're cap it off the people that have been interested, let them come in and then open it up to a few more public spots. If we have room, and it's like the list keeps growing and growing. And then we're like, okay, maybe this place isn't as big as we thought it was. <laughs> you never know until you get that kind of feedback, yeah. but I bet you that feels good. Yeah. Getting that feedback. It, it, it tells you that you're kind of going the right path. I can see kids being like, Oh man, you know, everybody is successful coming out of the house and I want to be able to go there um, when I'm of age or whatever. So like I said, is the timeline to where people from out of state could go over there? Is it like (laughs) out of school? Is it outside of school? Like the summer, like summer's line? I think so. So close to it. We we do have two or three kids that's already reached out from out of state to come train during the summers. And we've already lined up some house and stuff for them. So I, I absolutely feel like that's going to happen this summer i know there's a kid from alabama that's already called a kid from georgia that's already called they're wanting to train here during the summer because it's remote like these kids you got to think they're all living in communities that high volume of people cop cars running at night i mean sweeney's if you haven't been there it's a little (laughs) one red light that's it there's nothing (laughs) and that was the deal that really drove javorski to want to stay he was like there's nothing else to do here but get better like because literally there's nothing to do. So that's so that's special. It reminds me of almost like this. Uh, I've been learning a lot about the homeschool community mm-hmm. and uh, the advantages of kids going to you know being homeschooled versus public school. And that the lane of hope kind of reminds me of that the tight knit community, the possibility that you have there to really make a difference in these kids' lives, not just from a, a physical and a recreational perspective, but like an emotional and academic perspective right. as well. Yep. You know. Absolutely. Besides just A and M, do you uh, are y'all going to reach out to other colleges to where you can have an easy um, stream or conduit to these colleges once the once the kids are out of high school? Yeah, Javorski actually guys that he's played with or coaches that have coached him are all in different places now, and you know he talks to Oklahoma. He, I mean, all over Florida. Um, you know, there was a couple kids that graduated from Sweeney last year, and they were good athletes. They were our top guys. You know, our son played with them last year, and they had nothing. And, you know, in just a couple months, Javorski was able to get them somewhere to play. Um, and that was really cool to see. And that was kind of the first eye-opener for us as we were like, okay, like, this is real. This can happen. Because um, I don't have a lot. I mean, my brother, you know, was recruited, but it was kind of by accident. And, you know, 
Um, so we were able to see that he had that reach and that he knew a lot of people and, um, that he's able to get connected. So it's not just A&M, it's, it's everywhere because of the people that he's met along his journey. His journey is pretty cool too. Yeah, it was, uh, he was able to get a kid to Mary Harden Baylor. He was a senior, didn't have any, I mean, kids super talented. You're going to be reading about him. I got a feeling he's going to transfer out with the transfer portal being the way it is. He's probably going to go somewhere else after he's got a year under his belt. But mm. super talented, got to Mary Harden Baylor, and it wasn't even on his radar. He he really talked to me. He's like, hey, because he worked for me in the summers, this kid did. And he's like, man, I might just stay here and work for you and go to Brazport. I was like, oh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, we were like, like that's that, not that, an that's option. Not You're not allowed. <laughs> like, you we can don't come, want you. You no. can come back, but don't, like, don't not leave. Like, that's been my biggest pet peeve for kids is, like, get out and see what's there. And, man, he was able to get him at Mary Harden Baylor and then another kid on the blend. I mean, just all within – he didn't even get to see these kids play football last summer. That's how crazy that was, or last year. Okay. He just seen them working out with seven-on-seven. Seven. They were seniors, and our juniors were doing seven-on-seven seven this summer. They came out to the practice field, and he's like, you are too good. Y'all should be playing somewhere else. So he was able to do it. Yeah, his mind was blown because yeah. he sees these kids and he's like who are they talking to and we're like mm, i don't think anybody and they're like yeah, what do you mean and he's like there's no way that's okay so yeah. he's really passionate about the kids getting out too because he has kind of a similar story you know he's from lufkin and y'all have to talk to him he can tell you about it but you know he had people that mentored him or saw something in him and didn't and held him accountable to it and uh, that's kind of what we want to do with lena hope in the house is see these kids, see the potential they have, and then hold them to that. You know, what are your goals? Okay, well, let's help you meet those goals and keep you on the right path to do it. So That would be real cool to do like a summer camp, but kind of different, uh, you know, like summer camp football or whatever, but like they stay on site and like do like campfires and all this stuff where you can build those life skills, soft skills, and they can, you know, build uh, community yeah. and, and things like that. It could be – this sounds this sounds really, really cool. Um what is so I, I think y'all kind of said that adults are going to be able to go here too or like people that are already out of high school is that kind of a focus as well yeah he's had some guys reach out that want to train in the off season to get ready for you know combine combine and all that um and that was kind of something that Javorski talked about because it's a different dynamic down here like you're in the middle of nowhere and people aren't going to be able to find you, <laughs> you know, and like Jaworski talked about is when you're training for that, like you need no distractions, you need to be focused. You, and so this area, there, like he said, there's nothing to do but train. So those guys that are in that mindset and need to be in that area, we kind of have worked it out. We have a little connection that would have some housing for them um, and they can come and they can stay and work out and be kind of in that secluded environment to focus on their craft. So that's the goal. That's really cool. UFC fighters typically do that too. They'll go to the camps where they're, where it's just out of the way, yeah. like no distractions. That's a, that's a, a cool way to look at it. And you know, y'all are going to populate Sweeney now, yeah. <laughs> you know, that like people are going to go move to, to, to go next to there and you're going to build businesses up, which is a good thing. Right. I've always thought of, of like making a business to where you can bring people together and bring uh, prosperity and all that. That's if you can do something like that, I think that that's like so rewarding. Yeah, um, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the other sports that are going to be uh, concentrated on? Is it all sports? It's like, going to be all sports. Yeah. Girls and boys, all yeah. sports. So yeah. Javorski can, has explained it really well, but no matter what sport you play, if you're not in shape and you're not strong and you're not fast, you're not going to be great. And so you have to get to the core of what needs to be done to be successful in whatever sport you have. And so that's really the goal um, we'll have a baseball guy where it's baseball specific, hitting lessons, pitching lessons, all of that. And we'll have some specialty coaches that'll come in and do that stuff. But the core of the house is to get these kids strong in their fundamentals and, you know, physically. Yeah, yeah bigger, faster, stronger. Yep. <laughs> do y'all plan on uh, doing um, nutritional guidance? Yep. What, what does that look like? So Javorski is, has a friend that he's dealt with that's helped him along, you know, through when he was in college and stuff like that. And um, they've already talked about putting together like meal prep guides and stuff like that. And, you know, that's very um, infant stages of that conversation. So, I mean, it could be, it could be a big deal. I mean, we could have a nutritionist that, 
you know, as part of Lane of Hope or even part of the house and is putting together meal planning for these kids. I mean, we might even one day partner with somebody that wants to actually put the meals together and the kids take their meals home with them. I mean, it could really grow and be, you know, something great for that side of it. Absolutely. What do y'all think about, I don't know if y'all would hold this in the house, but like uh, physical training and stuff like where someone get, tweaks something like yep. being able to read your body and, and know yep. when it's time to, to rest and things <laughs> like that. That's one of our, um, on our website, it's like their health is number one. And that's something we want the kids to know and the parents to know is the this health and safety of the kid is first and foremost. We don't play injured. We don't push through. You know, there there's a point where you push through, but you don't play injured and then ruin yourself altogether because you just were trying to push through a game. Um, and that's education-wise, like parents need to know that and kids need to understand that. And um, we talked about... Um, having like parent meetings where we explain this stuff to the parents, where we explain the recruiting process, we explain the importance of this health side of things, nutrition and stuff like that. And so that's stuff that we've discussed with Javorski too. I had thought about it all. It's like limitless, man. Yeah. I mean, this, we have this building and this, what is it? An acre and we had this acre like and this building where, and as our thoughts come out and as we all talk about, it, we're like, I think, it might be real soon. We're going to need more. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool to do like a tier progression too, where like you get qualified through the house. And then when you're done, you're like, Hey, you made it through the house That's or right. train to be a trainer, you yeah. know, like yeah. you can cool. do so much yeah. stuff. Uh, it's I'm neat. excited for you, for you guys. What are some challenges that y'all are like having to mark down and, and work through? Are there, is there any glaring? It, it seems like everyone's like coming on board and helping, like everything's falling into place, but is there anything that's kind of, Really, the challenge has been just timeline getting open. We wanted to be open before uh, school went back into session, but here we were. We were six months in a drought, didn't rain a day. I mean, and <laughs> yeah. the property we bought, it it had the whole front part of it was gravel. I mean, and so, and with our other business, I told Brittany, I said, well, I'll go up there and rip all that rock out and start planting grass. So I sent a guy down there to go do it, and, we take off two layers of passes of rock with our skid steers, and it's like this rock is nowhere end in sight. It's like two feet of it rock. It was over two foot of rock. I stopped digging. And Sweeney, that's funny too. Yeah, so <laughs> we we brought in and you know a big track hoe and a couple of dozers, and we started digging it out so we could put plant our grass, put some topsoil in and plant our grass. Then here comes all this damn rain, man! It didn't stop for two three weeks, and then now we got this. We had this big hole. We had to pump all this water out. So that's really been our only dilemma at all it's just timeline getting open because i feel like people are ready to go yeah, yeah. we but, have people messaging like all the time and we're like we hear you yeah. we're trying just tell the rain to stop so the the community reception is real excited yeah. about it. oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's every day it's like we get somebody when y'all open when you're open and I'm, we're obviously not putting them off it's just been weather or just constant weather yeah and sometimes you get those uh the people if you if something big like this is yeah. going to a small community some of the old timers might feel a little apprehensive about it. Well, the good thing is it's on the outside of town, so we yeah. didn't have to mess with the city too much. Yeah. So that's good. What do y'all think about uh, social media? A big way of these kids getting exposures like Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, like all this stuff within training, like when you're doing drills and stuff, seeing someone burn by someone, like all the, you know, cool things do y'all plan on setting up like a designated social media person to, to kind of get that yeah. stuff out there as well so we already have one we use breakthrough consulting mm -hmm. okay. and we're already working with them and they've been absolutely amazing um the service with them is just great i yeah. mean if you're trying to put yourself out there on that type of platform they're the ones i mean we just send them videos and stuff and they put it together and make it beautiful oh nice so y'all yeah. do the video so stuff yeah, and yeah. send it to them yeah that makes sense and we're going to do more. I mean, Javorski's been training, like, you know, up at the high school or wherever, to, you know, since the facility's not fully up and running yet. And so it's kind of, right now it's all over the place. But it'll be exciting because inside the gym we're going to have the big logo on the wall and everything's branded in our colors and everything. And so our goal is that that social media really, every day you'll be seeing something or techniques, you know, showing techniques and showing kids and highlighting kids um so i think it'll be a really great way to get the word out there i mean everybody's on social media so that's where they look i know i gotta learn to use twitter i guess before all this starts yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to respond to some of this stuff <laughs> now it's like tiktok that was the big one tiktok yeah. yeah yeah you got a little bit of baby blue in y'all's uh 
in y'all's logo? It's all maroon. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? They're going to think y'all going to West Columbia around. <laughs> yeah. Maroon, white, and black. There's no yeah. blue at all in our Yeah, colors. gray, maroon, black, and white is all the gems. And, so. and that was a little intentional, too. And that, that's probably going to rub some people from swinging the wrong way. But we didn't want it to be, man, this program is just to help benefit Sweeney's program. So we wanted it totally separated from what we do there at the school. I like that. That was very intense. It's not just for Sweeney kids. No. And I think at first people were like yeah, I think so thinking too. it was that. And so we've tried to do everything to kind of turn that narrative. It's like, no, this isn't just to help Sweeney. This is all kids in the all area. Yeah. You know, there's athletes all over the place down here. So, yeah. I mean, we drive an hour to take our girls to yeah, cheer. cheer. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, people do it. We do it. And I know others that'll do it. So. Y'all Hopefully that's that, the case. Y'all are going to get one of those series. You remember that cheer uh, oh, yeah. series on Netflix? <laughs> going to get so much success coming out of here. They're like, they want to shoot a, uh, a couple seasons over there. Yeah, we could have a series on our life in general as crazy it is. I mean, all that we do, uh, any day a person can follow us around with the camera and be like, man, y'all are some crazy something. <laughs> what did you uh, go to school for A&M at? Uh, I actually went for agriculture business, but mm-hmm. didn't even use my degree at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, how that is. Why don't you uh, – or what prompted you to go that that way? The agriculture business way? I guess it's A&M in general. But. Well, so I went to A&M Kingsville, but I uh, know so many people that with the Aggie Network that's just been encompassing to – I mean, I do business with them all the time, so just pretty much go back and forth with campuses type stuff and go visit that one or go to Kingsville. But the reason I chose ag business is because I was too lazy to finish veterinary <laughs> medicine. That's really what I went to school for, and it just was – my academic advisor said, hey, you want to do agriculture business? I was like, yeah, that sounds a little easier. So that's what I did. Yeah, that sounds like, you know, another opportunity of Lane. I hope being able to guide the, the, the students to something that's meaningful for them. Uh, I feel like today, in today's world, everyone's going to school to be an engineer. Yeah, There's, there's a dime a dozen engineers now. But yeah. other fields are lacking now in those professions. And sometimes kids don't know. They're not always going to know what they, they want to go to school for. And sometimes they just need guidance. Yeah. That way they don't. Yeah, man, school's great. I mean, I probably wouldn't have been able to fast track my career like I did without school. Me and her talk about that all the time. But you don't have to have an education no more to go make $200,000 a year. Mm, no. I mean, you just don't. If you're a hard worker, you've got somewhat of business knowledge to you. If you've got that work ethic, you can do it. I mean, there's 24 hours in a day. If you're willing to stay up for 17 of them, 18 of them working, you can go make the money. Yeah. That's kind of how we built what we have now was just putting more work than the next guy. Yeah. No, that's special, that work ethic like that. Yeah. Man. I motivated him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're working on something right now. So. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, so what does the house look like um, five years from now? Like, I, I know we've talked a lot, but – do you see it reaching even further than what we've discussed? What are y'all's plans? You know, our short-term plans is just to, we want to get some kids that did not have a chance to leave here or anywhere, get them an education if that's what they want. It's never been our goal to get kids to play professionally. I mean, if you, you can ask all three of us if Javorski was sitting here, it's to get a kid education if that's what he wants. Get your school paid for. Get your school paid for. Yeah. And then build upon that. Because he'll tell you, the professional athlete world, it will eat you alive. I, I can't attest to it because I didn't live it, but I know a lot of people that have. And it really is just a big machine that spits these people out. And it doesn't take care of them after it's over. They're kind of lost thinking about it. I mean, I gave you an example, not to spiderweb the conversation, but we were driving to College Station when we first kicked this off. We were going to go meet Jimbo Fisher. That's what we was going to go do, kind of give him our plan. Yeah. He opened the doors up. We were able to walk right in there and talk to him. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to start training kids. You know, can this fast track something for your program? You know, we're just selling it. Anyway, I was asking Javorski. I said, hey, you know, do you have any money left in your 401K to put to start building this place? He's like, yeah, man, I almost got like eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars in my 401k. I was like, well, you can draw on that. Like, we could pull off that and do a loan. You know, we were just business thinking. He's like, dude, I can't touch that money till I'm 45 years old. I was like, what? 
He's like, no, the NFL has it tied up. We can't touch it. Like, none of us can touch it. I was like, man, I think you got that wrong. So I called my brother-in-law. I was like, hey, do you have 401k with the NFL? He's like, yeah. I was like, when can you get it out? He's like, 45. I was like, what? So you got, you know, it's just a machine, man. So that's where it really. They can't invest it either. They, they can't the do NFL nothing with it. They can't change anything about it. So these, these pro sports, it just pulls these guys in, spits them out. They make a ton of money off of them. So it's never our goal to get them to the pro level. It's our goal to get their school paid for because that's something they can keep forever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The training is, <clears throat> in the grand scheme of all of it, the training is kind of secondary. I mean, if you look at it a certain way, it's kind of secondary because we really want these kids to be good humans, go out into society and be successful, get their education. Nobody can ever take that away from you. The sports only last so so long, but the education yeah. and what you learn and the life skills, that lasts you a lifetime. So that's more important. And then now with the NIL deal that came out in the transfer portal, you can make just as much money in college that you can. <laughs> going at, I mean, yeah. if you're going to be a first-round draft pick and skip going to the NFL, well, you can't really do that. you got to play college. But baseball, for example, you know, Javorski has a son that's number three, number four baseball player in the nation coming out, I think, 2026 class. He's a freshman this year. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna he's the hottest thing coming out of uh, baseball. So, I mean, that kid has the potential to get first-round draft money to go play for A&M. So that just changes the whole dynamic of it where you really got to start teaching these kids how to manage their money, get the education, because without that, they're not going to. It reminds me of like the classic Booby Miles <clears throat> and uh, was that movie? The Friday Night Lights. You right. know, he, he had his whole life – planned to go into the NFL and then he got injured. And then there's that happens all the time with kids. Yep. And once they get injured, they can't do anything. Yep. Because they didn't spend any time in and and but if they get injured, their college has to honor their education. That's right. Mm. That's pretty good. They can't yeah. take yep. their scholarship away from them. That's special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what kind of offers are the college I'm kind of new to this. What kind of offers are the colleges given to the kids for going there now? Now that's a new for thing. NIL deals? Yeah. I mean, you can look up the receiver for A&M that broke his leg. I mean, he got the comeback this year. He was reported to get over a million-something bucks. <laughs> so it's not NFL money, but it's good money. Yeah, you're looking at You got a kid in Alabama that didn't even play his senior year. He got over two, $3 million just to play for Tennessee. He's a guy playing now. I imagine that they're going to get that money and not want to finish school. Yeah. I imagine that. Like, I'm sure they're – Forecasting that, yeah, but if they're not, and I don't, I don't know how much y'all kept up with it, but it, it's at the congressional level for them to pay high school athletes. I don't know if y'all, what? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that's something that's out there that's been tossed around. Wow. Or these big time high school football players, baseball players, golf. I mean, yeah. anything like that. Where that it's been tossed around to pay high school athletes, basically like an NIL deal. Well, like Westlake, like the the school of Westlake, that town is built around. The foot, the high school football yeah. team, and the high school, they make a lot of money a off lot the of kids. Money. So it only makes sense. That's the whole reason yeah. the college, the it it, it was enacted in, at the mm-hmm. collegiate level. Yeah, the NIL deals is kind of I don't know a whole lot about it, but I've been studying on it as we do more with kids. I mean, you have ex NBA players. Look at J.R. Harden, played for the Cavs, right? He got ten, fifteen million dollar deal to go play college golf because he skipped college. He went straight to the NBA. So it's like. It's really limited. It's, I don't know how much money you can make now with NIL. Those kids are are uh, at the college level. They're doing commercials now for yeah. for like uh, I think I've seen a couple on in Austin do stuff for like locals, yeah. uh, car dealerships and mm-hmm. stuff, which is crazy. Yeah. I think the wow. the quarterback for uh, Texas did like a Wrangler commercial. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got money now, and then they're kind of celebrities now a little uh, bit, you know. So, college. So Texas Tech, and I may have the numbers wrong, but I know Tech gave every student athlete that was on that made the roster be it volleyball baseball football they all got eighty five thousand across what? the board i'm almost spot it's 85 or 58 but they all got a, just a check with, with, with their scholarship yeah that tells you how much money they're making off yeah. people yeah, like they're when they're just here. slinging 85 around well like, think about how much we pay for school for a class of school you know yeah. a class a but some of that's in the fifteen hundred dollars, you know. But yeah. in, a lot of that's in the like, ticket sales and promotion of the games, or no? Well, the the NIL money really isn't from the school; it's from sponsorships, mm. alumni, right. alumni. That's what it's from. 
but the jerseys that the school I mean, uh, that they make they make that money like in all the you know the sporting stores mm-hmm. all the apparel i guess in general they make all that money man when robots take over the world and, and do all <laughs> do all our work we're gonna have to get paid for something yeah, be playing uh what, peewee football get paid a couple mil can you imagine <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah have a free uh you know uh electric it's kind of endless it's wild Power when you wheel. think about it it's yeah. like and then and like for me I don't know a whole lot about football. I just know what I see. But it's like my brother always said he loved playing college football because everybody was there playing because they loved football. So they weren't getting paid. Yeah, and he said the NFL is different because people are there – it's, a, it's business. a business, and he said so. He like he loved college football, and he's like, "This is going to change things. Like this is no, it's already changed. It yeah, it's already changed it. But you know, this is going to make football different. It's you know, when you're playing for money, I guess it's totally yeah. You look at the thing. you look at Ole Miss's running back. I don't know if y'all watch any college football, but Ole Miss's running back. I mean, he dude, he's a stud. He was supposed to be at TCU, and he's at Ole Miss because he got paid. Yeah. I mean, he killed A&M three or four weeks ago. I mean, he's a great running back, but it's all about getting paid. It's basically they have one year of free agency, if you, if you think about it, a college football, baseball player. You get to get in that transfer portal one time, and they get to use it to go make as much money as they can go make now if they're great. So, actually, you can get in the transfer portal twice. You can get in it once in undergrad school, but if you go into the second time, you have to graduate, and you're going to go to another college for, like, your master's. So you can do it twice. I got a tough question. I just thought about it. So with all this word of, you know, CTE and all this coming out and uh, parents hesitant to put their kids in football because of all the new um, information and studies coming out, does that scare you all a little bit about this um, company you all are starting? Yeah, but I think that's why we focused on just a full-rounded athlete, just not football. Hmm. And then that's also the second reason. You're right, yeah. The well, second reason why we focused on college, you know, get to the college level and whatever sports you're playing. I mean, I can, I can name you a ton of stories on CTE with football guys. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad deal. I mean, I, I would say the years of them not protecting for it or not studying it or not, you know, sitting guys out when they had a concussion, right? Uh, you can see that in the athletes that I've been able to meet. But I know it's had a lot of concussions, man. They're they're struggling. I mean, well, it doesn't even take a concussion, right? right. You can still get CTE from minor stuff, like yeah. minor head bumps, falling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I, I think that, uh, sorry, yeah. I think that that's why the way we want to do things is unique because you have these kids that start at say the peewee level, and you've got dads that are volunteers, and they're there for their son. They're there because nobody else would be there. And it's just go hit somebody. You're not teaching proper technique. You're not being safe with how you're teaching these kids how to play their sports. You're pushing kids past their limits because you don't know what to look for. That's something we want to do with our coaches too is um, there's like an education side of this for it's um, safe sport, teaching these kids, teaching these coaches how to identify kids that are injured or, you know, something's off, making sure you're taking care of their health, number one. And so I think this, the house kind of changes things because we're going to have flag football and, you know, you're going to have seven on seven with the younger mm-hmm. age groups too. Um, and you kind of change that narrative where these kids are getting proper training from a very young age. And I think, and personally, I feel like that would set them up for more success as they go through sports and hopefully lessen injuries, no one to identify them. And so these kids would have probably hopefully less exposure to these unnecessary injuries because they're not being coached properly. And then when I say coach properly, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's like when you, we know we've volunteered, mm-hmm. we've coached things we have nothing, know nothing about before because nobody else would show up to do it and you do the best you can. And I think having a little bit more expertise in training these kids from such a young age can hopefully prevent that. That would be the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, football is like, a small part of what, you know, y'all are more of like a training facility for multiple sports. Right. And so you aren't really contributing too much to that. And yeah, a lot of the, the kids football is turning into flag football. Yeah. I, I know my, my sister's kids are playing flag football, but, um, 
that was kind of my brother. He was like, there's no reason for them, him to play tackle football before junior high. He'll be fine. Still developing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When our son was coming up and he has all his friends were playing, he's like, I want to play. And I'm like, I trust your uncle tank. We're not, you know, you're not yeah. going to do it. And he went, oh. The evolution of athletes, even like looking at NFL film from like the early nineties, like with you know Emmett Smith or Michael Irvin and what they could do versus what the athletes can do now in the NFL is insane. Like, mm-hmm. The human body, how it's like developed in the last 15, 20 years of the stuff that they can do. Yes, definitely evolutionized. <laughs> yeah, it's like a different person. Yeah. It's almost like a different animal. Like you see Emmett Smith running versus yeah. some of the running backs today, you know? So we, when we took the kid up there to, uh, you know, he's an eighth grader, right? He's not supposed to be going in, on recruiting trips, but we just wanted him to see the, the school. And we were on the sidelines getting to show him, you know, how they warmed up, you know, how fast they are, how big they are, how strong they are. And this kid walked up behind us. He was from San Antonio. He's already committed to go there. But uh, he was 6'8", 325. <laughs> Just um, a I giant. It's like, where where do you make these people this big? Yeah. You know, it's just in your eye. Just, they just keep getting bigger, faster, stronger. And it's just, but it's all about, that's everything in life, right? Everything's evolutionized to get better and better and better and better. Kids are, we're sitting here talking about training kids and what? fourth fifth grade they're starting now yeah yeah so it's to get ahead of the curve because if you don't everybody's gonna leave you behind yeah well, this is real special I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm inspired by what y'all are doing um how can people get involved with y'all and, and help out is there community events or i mean i know we aren't open yet but y'all coming we, yeah, yes yeah, coming. yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna be doing uh lena hope will be doing fundraisers throughout the year um, to raise money to support these kids and their scholarships and their travel expenses and everything like that. Um, so there's going to be lots of opportunities soon. The land I hope will be on Facebook. So you'll be yes. able to find it there soon. Um, the house has a website already train at the house.com. So That'll be developing as everything starts getting going. So there'll be a lot on there. There'll be Lana Hope mentioned on there too, because the Lana Hope is going to support the house so much. Um, so that would right now that our fa- train at the house uh, dot com and then the house Facebook is all we have currently. But there's more coming. I'm excited. We have a lot of really great ideas. Yeah, yeah we got it sounds of, like it. We got a lot of ideas to you know help raise money and stuff like that to really push what we're trying to do with taking kids. We don't want to turn a kid away. Yeah, I'm like, absolutely. that's hard for me is I'm like, there's going to be somebody and we're not going to, you know what I mean? So I'm like, we have to make sure we can, if anybody wants it, they can do it. And like, that's my goal. Like personally is I'm a softie for it. And I don't want any kid to be able to like, Oh, we can't afford it. So I can't do it. Like, no, we're going to find a way, yeah. you know? So we have some good ideas. We have a lot of people that are like just kind of waiting and ready to donate and sponsor a kid. And we want to do, you know, something like that where a donor can sponsor a kid through their career and they get updates of what's Mm. going on with that kid and stuff like that. So we have some really great ideas to make sure that nobody gets left out. Make me tear up like like a kid playing golf or something. Like a kid may have good potential, but to play golf, you have to have money to play golf. Yeah, Really, that's to go back on it is that's how this all started was that we were able to do very well for ourselves and i had always seen so i was able to take my son to camps right you go watch him at a camp and you're like and then you go back to school and you're like well there's four or five kids that i know that are better than him that we love him (laughs) we love him very much there's four or five kids that are better than him that don't even have cleats. I mean, when we were in school, they provided us with cleats. Right. And then the more I got involved with the schools and, you know, being around the athletic department, not just Sweeney, I mean, multiple. Half of them, the kids got to provide their own cleats now. Or don't and, even have a ride to get to practice. Yeah, so they didn't get to and work out all summer because so they didn't have a way to get there. That's really what sparked <laughs> it all. And then, I mean, just with timing and things like that, it just got accelerated. This did. But it was, uh, we were saying, hey, is there any kids up here that want to go to camps that can be seen that just don't have the money to go? And we would get a list of those kids or whatever, and then we would quietly donate the money so they could go. Or we, you know, just stuff like that. And it really evolved. Just personally. This was yeah. never with the house. This was this just was, us personally. And then we tried to and fill it a just need. started. I mean, and it, within a year and a half, it just, here we are. 
now we have the opportunity to do it for multiple, several kids. And then now we don't have to go and research the kid who it is. They, hopefully that's the plan, them come to us. Yeah. And yeah. and that kind of a, it kind of like peeves me a little bit. Like our public tax money should be, what, it's, you know, it's horrible. The, no child left behind, all that bull crap, you know. It's supposed to be helping the kids yeah. and the ones that are less fortunate yeah. to yeah. be able to, you know, do school yeah, supplies man, and. Yeah, I agree. But it takes people like you, like y'all. Because mm-hmm. we always had that kind of like ever since we first got married, we always wanted to do something to like help kids, kids that don't have or. I mean, we grew up in two totally different backgrounds. Very much. Like opposite ends, big time. Spoiled. <laughs> I, I, was, and then, I was spoiled too but just and, spoiled no. and then still spoiled yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean we just have to keep things consistent you know yeah. <laughs> and so you know we were raised different completely different and you know he had always said like I want to do something to be able to like help kids and you know when our businesses got successful and we were able to financially you know, provide in in places that we would not have been able to before. We were just kind of doing that as we could and asking, but we didn't really know. We were just like, "Hey, is there somebody that needs something?" And we didn't have a guy, a, like guidance for it. It was just mm-hmm. like when it would present itself, we would try to take care of it. And so it was kind of a God thing how everything like mm-hmm. Javorsky Lane just lands on our back porch on a Sunday evening, and you know everything just really developed in it, like very organically, like nothing. It just fell together. And then we were like, okay, well, I think this is this is it. And so this is a passion project for mm-hmm. us. And we'd have people ask us, like, well, it's a business. I was like, we're not getting paid. Like, everything goes back into the house. Like, this is our passion, not a way for us to make an income. Like, we've taken care of that. Yeah, That's over there. We want to be able to just help these kids roll what we can back into it mm-hmm. by helping more kids. And hopefully it just snowballs and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we help more and more kids and you know, it's just something that we're real passionate about. Mm. I mean, we have a lot of kids, so we should be passionate yeah, about yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah, there's four. Wow. That's, yeah. that's great. Like, I'm I'm motivated. I love it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, we love your story, and, and maybe we'll do, like, a live little event or something over there. Yeah. We'd yeah. love cool. to help support. Yeah. Like, we'd whatever love we can do to, be to there. help. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, how can people follow y'all's story until y'all, y'all open up the, the place? Is there... Is there some way that they can follow y'all? Maybe on your personal Instagram or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Facebook. You have a Facebook page for yeah. the house. Yeah, we've got the Facebook page for the house, and then both of okay. us personally are on Facebook. Just Dusty Hopkins and Brittany Hopkins. Um, and then soon, Lena Hope will be on there, but that'll all be linked through the house's Facebook. So I would say that would be the best place to find the up to date information. Would be the house, and it's just the house where athletes are built. Awesome. So. I love that. We had a great time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you all. Thanks for having us.